That question is every nigga with dreads for the cause. It's every nigga with goals for the fall. No, so don't get caught up in appearance. It's outcast equipment, another black experience. It is the closest you can get to a perfect album. You know how you say, I, you know, I, don't, I don't know if you guys understand the you know, speed of light and how you know the pursuit of the speed of light, you never actually reach it, mm-hmm. right? And that's just what a perfect album is like. Good. You pursue a perfect album, but you never, you're never going to make a perfect mm-hmm. album. It's not possible. It's too many elements, too many things in play. But this here, this <laughs> is... This is <laughs> You 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 skating real close to the sun here, my guy, because mm-hmm. it's 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 a perfect album. There's not there's no misses here. Like I can't, I find a hard time to even say, oh yeah, this was a misstep, or you shouldn't have did this. You should, I I, I don't have those with that. Yo, what's going on? It's DJ Brainstorm. Yo, Black Pac, come on this thing. This has been Joy. Hey, this is Gabby. Yo, what's good? It's your boy Q from Chopping Up with Q and the Critical Dub Network, and you are tuned in. Yeah. 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 Let's do it. Hey y'all, I, 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 you, you see the you see the you see the names on the on, on the title of this uh, dope episode. I introduced them on Why Not Sports. Uh, if you haven't, please check that out. Um, definitely. Uh, one of the the most unique shows, and uh, I said it on the last part of that episode. But overall, world helped me welcome back the Renaissance men. In this case, uh, out there residing, uh, oh Charlotte, been uh, host of one mic. All I need is one mic or five mics, however you to look at it. You know what I'm saying? Hi- history guy, history guru, especially of our community. And bringing back uh, Brother Kyle, 12 Kyle, where he know once he take over, I'll sit either on the passenger side or the back seat, <laughs> get my popcorn, and just let him do what he do. But world, help me welcome my brothers, Country Boy and 12 Kyle to Flagrant 2. What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? What's going on? What's good? Wonderful. I love it. Man, appreciate y'all, man, again, for coming through. So I'm going to let the world in what we was talking about offline. Country Boy said even though he loved Atlanta, he wouldn't live there. So I'm gonna let y'all uh, continue <laughs> oh, wow. that conversation. Well, on a on a on a, on a side note, I'm I'm born and raised in Charlotte, so I've never okay. lived. Oh, born and raised. Lived, okay, that's what's up. I've never lived anywhere else, but okay. being it was so close to Atlanta, I've been in Atlanta like a bazillion times in my life. And when you travel down 85 to get to Atlanta, you can tell as you're getting close to Atlanta because the people. The, the driving starts to get like crazier <laughs> and more erratic and people are going faster and you'll drive around Atlanta and especially before like Google Maps mm-hmm. like I would always stay to the outside because the inner part of of Atlanta of the Atlanta um, the little highway was insane it was insane mm-hmm. but that said the traffic there is is it's bit of a miss I don't want to say it's not it's not true that it's not crazy but it typically, I typically don't. It doesn't get crazy till I hit around downtown Peachtree. Mm-hmm. Yep. You get down, you try to go through downtown, it's a wrap. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter what you're doing, what day, a Tuesday at two o'clock, a Sunday at Come on. one, it's mm-hmm. bad. But if you kind of stay to the outskirts and try to stay outside yeah. of that foolishness, 
you could be all right you could you could be all right on a contrast if you ever been in dc dc does not give a damn what you no. want to do no 4 a.m <laughs> 4 a.m 2 30 in the morning it could be a sunday you could be leaving driving down 95 leaving dc and mm -hmm. it's traffic and you're like man it must be an accident up here no it's nothing it's nothing mm. it just be bad it's dc does not make sense and if you ever driven in dc and then you go to atlanta you're like eh. Have you ever seen LA traffic? Nah, I never. Oh my I mean, gosh. First I've ever been is, is Vegas. Listen, LA traffic is a whole nother beast, man. LA, and I love LA. LA is like my second favorite city to go to behind New York. But LA traffic, like you literally could leave your house at 3 a.m. And every freeway that you touch is packed. And like you said, you're thinking, okay, man, it's 3 a.m on a wednesday where's everybody going they're not going to work like it, it there's never a minute that you're not sitting in traffic one one of the great things about like as you mentioned new york one of the great things i love about new york is that you don't i don't have to i don't have to do this shit. Yeah. i don't have to deal with this yeah. i get yeah. on a train and go mm -hmm. any and go anywhere because we went to a, we went to new york about three or four years ago pre-covid i had an aunt that stayed up there granted she was staying in the you know 400 studio <laughs> well she did not warn us that she did not warn us that this is a studio we come in here like yo this your whole life where the hell is we gonna sleep uh, on the floor on the floor <laughs> like you right there you ain't got no she would just put like one of those like Chinese curtain things you know what I'm talking about as a divide yeah, I'm like that is not, that is not a segment. <laughs> you are not segmenting this room in half fam this is nah. weird but on the flip side of that um, New York uh, uh, hotels are insane mm -hmm. and and your and she lived in the upper east side real, real george and wheezy like Ooh. it was nothing out there but, but money but money and people with little dogs and it's just nice it's yeah. just nice i get on a train i think she was like it's around 69th street we get on a train the train station was new it didn't smell like pp <laughs> wasn't no rats you was, was on a good train yeah we, was on, we, had, we had good trains and it's just a pleasant it's just it was just an extremely pleasant experience mm -hmm. and i we went to the met i went to you know moba and um the science museum all oh, it's just it's just so much you cannot do everything there is to do in new york nah. that's why i love it so nah. much because every single time you go it's different i went mm -hmm. to i went and saw god what's the african comedian who never ages i can't remember his name um off the top of my head. Anyway, we went to the comedy club. I think it was mm -hmm. called the Comedy Zone. It was like in Michael Blackson. In, in famous, his, famous Comedy Zone. Yeah, it's famous. You see everybody go there. You can yeah. see because they got the stained mm -hmm. glass in the background. Mm -hmm. And you go down and it's in like the basement. Yep. And they yep. and they make you put your phones in a Ziploc yep. bag yep. and stuff. Can not record because you know because they never know who's going to show up. I mean, yeah, because they never know. Hell or Chris Rock or anybody can show up yeah. any given anybody night. You've seen. I remember. They used to they talk about Patrice O'Neill and how Patrice mm -hmm. O'Neill would come there and they would have and if Patrice O'Neill showed up, they wouldn't even want to do their sets because of how how much of a monster he was. Mm -hmm. And wanting to see live comedy like that. And granted, they had a two drink minimum, and I made me want to smack him in the face because it was it, like this was not a cheap show, my guy. Okay. You can maybe charge me eight dollars <laughs> for a seven up, but yeah, the comedian live, oh man, I haven't laughed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> maybe ever maybe ever and that experience like where else can i do that 
Yeah, it, it, New York is New York is built different, man. It, it's, yeah, it's uh, built different. It's, it's built different. Like you said, New York, LA. Um, much like you, I, I like I said, I didn't know that you were born and raised in, in Charlotte. Um, I grew up in Florence, South Carolina. That's where I'm from. Oh, and oh. then I moved. To, I've been living in Atlanta for the last 25 years, right? So Charlotte is maybe about an hour and a half from my hometown, yeah. and then it's three hours from uh, from Atlanta. Three and a half hours, depending on where yeah. you're going. Three and a half hours from, from how Atlanta. And, yeah, how fast <laughs> you're going. And what's interesting? So I spent a lot of time. I would go to Charlotte when I was in high school, and then you know, being an adult, coming back and forth because I still got buddies and stuff that live in Charlotte. And Charlotte, man, is one of those places, man, it's always a good time. But yeah. as Charlotte has gotten bigger over the last 20, 25 years, and you don't have as many roads to travel, yeah, it, it, it's like you, you, it got some Atlanta to them. It got some Atlanta. Yeah, you, you, you get in there, you'll be like, wait, wait a minute. Why, why are yeah. these people so fast? Yeah. But, you know, to your point, yeah, the traffic in Atlanta has really it's changed over the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's to the point where, like, you could literally be in traffic. Mm-hmm. on a random tuesday at mm-hmm. 10 o'clock and you're like mm-hmm. wait a minute where like nothing's happening here yeah. um but it, it's the one thing that i learned when i first moved in 97 was you have to drive like you own the road because everybody yeah. else does yeah and and that took me some time to get used to mm-hmm. especially because you know like i said i was born and raised in charlotte so i'm used to charlotte driving you drive in mm-hmm. charlotte because i'm confident i know where i'm going I know right. what I'm doing. I know I'm going. And now having that level of confidence in Atlanta, that, that takes some time and, and takes yes. some experience for you to get yes. to like, yo, you better drive like you want it. Huh. Because the next person, <laughs> they're going to do it. And yeah. and also, man, one of the things with Atlanta, and I still kind of struggle with it. It's like mm-hmm. Atlanta got a got some fuck around to find out to it. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you you be riding, you're like, man, I need some gas. Not that gas station. Oh, <laughs> no. Huh. Not that gas it, station. Not the day. It, Not yeah. the day. <laughs> it really has changed like that over the last 10, 15 years, man. It, it's, there are really literally some places when you ever heard the term across the tracks, like yeah. where you literally could go across the tracks and you talking about being in from, from going from a, from the hood to a multi-million dollar neighborhood, literally. Yeah. And that's the in the suburbs. And then once you yeah. get into the city limits, like it's really become because of gentrification yeah um a city of the haves and haves nots i yeah. mean you live inside the what they call inside the perimeter inside uh, interstate 285 um you're gonna pay yeah you you're gonna pay for your house you're gonna pay a lot in property taxes yeah you know you're gonna pay maybe seven hundred thousand dollars for a five hundred thousand dollar house Oof. it is what it is i mean like and you have to pay to live inside the city so um it has this it has this positives and its negatives and i've seen it you know grow a lot and i've grown with the city a lot over the last 25 years and it's kind of strange to think that i've been there 25 years because i've seen so much because it wasn't like a huge destination place at that time when i came in 97 they just had the olympics in 96 um but the hip-hop scene was particularly was bubbling and um you know cast was out goody mob was out and it was you had you know some younger acts like ti uh Ludacris was on the radio and like to kind of grow up in that era of celebrity yeah. and you know entertainment was that was really dope that was really yeah. dope and we kind of co-opted a lot a lot of that just from that being the south 
mm-hmm. and us being and us being close. So you know, wins for Atlanta, wins for the South in general was a win. Oh, no question, was a win for all of us. You know, Outkast being on TV, Outkast winning awards. Uh, you know, Ludacris, Ti, all those guys. When when them being successful mm-hmm. in Charlotte, you felt because <laughs> oh, no question, no, nobody, no rappers out here claiming. They're not claiming Charlotte. We still really don't have anybody out here. I mean, like the baby and J. Cole. <laughs> and you really right. want to claim the baby? Do we really claim that <laughs> And I don't know I, if you want to. But uh, real talk, we still love them. Mm-hmm. We still we still love them. Like no matter all the transgressions, no matter how crazy he is, no matter how much you're like this Instagram post could be fucking nuts or it could be a new music video, they still we still embrace him because he claim us and not many people will t- will, will lay that claim nobody mm-hmm. not many artists want that yeah, hey yeah. i'm from charlotte because they don't sound yeah. as good as saying i'm from atlanta yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and even even you take a you take a r&b group like uh jodeci you know yeah you, you didn't know, even know yeah you, you wouldn't know. know if you'd have to ask because i mean right. like if i'm not mistaken they're really from like what matthews mm-hmm. okay so that's now, right out of charlotte dalvin so what happened this, okay. this, this is some Charlotte Charlotte stories. Okay. Um, <laughs> over there near Hidden Valley, his okay. dad. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, used to live in these apartments. Over there, my parents used to live next to him. He was so, uh, he was a, like, nah. C. Espanol, that's what these would be called. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Those kind of apartments. <laughs> and he used to run a church. He changed his name. That's why Dalva's name is The Great. That's not his real name. His dad changed his name. I think he went by like Don The Great. You know what I'm saying? Like, but but it's not. It sounds like the great, but it's like the great. Yeah. Like it's like D E G R A T E. Right. Right. It. And they used to run uh, service it out of their apartment, mm. three, two, one, twelve o'clock in the morning. They out there loud church music, having revivals out of an apartment. Wow. <laughs> Back in the day, Preach. pre that's good. Pre Jodeci days before. You know, he was on TV before Jodeci fell out because he was a reason. <laughs> he was he was in there playing playing instruments at his dad's freaking revival out of a out of an apartment, <laughs> some yeah. random apartment. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's the cool thing about you know being in the South in a city like Charlotte or Atlanta. You know, Murph, they the people in that in those communities in those cities really take to their quote-unquote stars if you will mm-hmm. so like it's not and and i think even even if somebody as popular as the baby there's places where he can go in charlotte and just be good and he just he just he's just whoever he is he's not yeah. the baby where wherever that spot is um you know same for, and, and like you can probably just see him in some random ass places mm-hmm. and nobody won't say nothing to him like i've i've seen Andre 3000 in public and like he's just walking no bodyguards no security no nothing and he's just that is so chick he's just chilling and I mean like oh you see big boy I've seen big boy out more but like they move in such a way that you know like you're just regular people this is regular people I saw Jada here he was doing a concert this was many many moons ago and he was coming out of uh, Concord Mills out of the polo store and Concord Mm, Mills and granted I'm not I'm not a, I'm not a guy who like instantly know people when they see them in person. It's mm-hmm. different on TV. When you see somebody in real life, they don't look like that same person. Right, it is different. Like it is different. And takes. my wife was like, "That's Jada Kiss," and I was like, "That ain't that nigga. That nigga, he at least six five. Huh. That dude is five nine. Yeah, it's 
some change. Like yeah. she's a midget. And then he started talking. And mm-hmm. you know, you know how J- Jada talk like he rap. It's real mm-hmm. raspy. As soon as you heard, he's like, that's yep, that's oh, kiss. That's <laughs> that. And he was so solo dolo. I mean, he had people, mm-hmm. but it was like three of them. Nobody really knew who he was. And I'm like, nigga, that's a legend right there. Do you yeah. not see y'all just walking through the mall? <laughs> yeah. I, I think we handle I think we handle seeing celebrities and being around celebrities a little bit different in the South than most people do. Yeah. We don't I, I don't think we trip like that. You know, I think if no, you see if you much. see if you're in a, if you're in LA if you're in LA and you see a star, I think people tend to be more starstruck, but yeah. you know, especially if that particular star is from whatever area that you see mm-hmm. them in. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think down south we we just we yeah. move a little different down south. Yeah. Just a little. Unless I meet Jordan, I better not, I'm not gonna lie to you. If I meet Jordan, it's on. I I'm gonna be honest. I I wouldn't say nothing to Jordan. I would. And I love Jordan. You don't know he what would? Jordan gonna come out. Move. Yeah. You be like, oh, yeah. Man, he probably gonna be nasty. You know, they not to beat your heroes. You know Jordan the asshole, man. You, you saw that. <laughs> Yeah. You see what he did to the kids? You see what he did? That's all he did to the kids. I kind of understand because I mean, think about it like this, guys. We we're not at that point where we step out of our house and somebody's instantly watching us. Yeah. And I mean, for somebody to film you, and I'm just getting in my car. Car, like that's your personal don't, vehicle. Don't yeah. don't film yeah. me. And don't film me. Apparently, that gate was pulled to be down. The gate was broken. It had been broken okay. for a while. He was used to having that space between Mm -hmm. the you know parking garage and the people from the outside and you know they caught him in a place where they weren't supposed to be you're not you're not you're not supposed to be here and i'll be honest with you if i was famous i'm gonna be sick of that shit like yeah like don't (laughs) so somebody got fired for that or reprimanded (laughs) yeah yeah and i mean like i've we've heard jordan talk about in documentaries and and things of that nature where I remember him distinctly saying like at the height of his prime his playing prime this is even before he won a title he said he said i would be perfectly happy if i walked down the street and nobody said something to me yeah yeah and when he I said it that. i was like damn i, can see I was that. like are you that but he's like he's uh, i mean obviously a private person but and that was keep in mind jordan came through in the era before cell phones before social yeah. media you know if- so if he came up in this era, I don't even know if we would even see him the same way because of the nah. things, the things that he did, the kind of person he was, and to be in social media, to, to be on social media, and them, them, them quick takes, yeah. and the way they would roast you, like, like if you ever read the book and you hear him talk about how he told, um, what was it Paxton? That if you pass the ball out to Bill Cartwright, you never yeah. get the ball away from me. You never get the ball. Mm-hmm. They always tell that story from Jordan's point of view. Yeah. They don't tell the part where Bill Cartwright was like, if you ever tell him not to pass mm-hmm. the ball to me, I'll knock your whole shit loose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. right. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that vividly. Yeah, but and that kind so, of stuff, your teammates? Yeah, I don't know, man. I, as much as I, and, and I don't want to, it, it's not, I'm not comparing their games. But I, and I've said this before in the podcast, and it's worth repeating. I don't know, and I think for the record, I think Jordan's the greatest player that I've ever seen. I don't know that Jordan could have handled the social media era the way that LeBron has. No, for all I of the that. indiscretions that Jimmy Jordan had, women he had, women that had abortions. He played, he gambled. You know, you know, he drank a lot. Whatever the case may be, he had his indiscretions. And if there was somebody there that was Man, filming every ripped. Yeah, ripped, there's. You know? I mean, there's no. I mean, like even as sad as the situation that happened when his father was, you know, unfortunately murdered. I don't know that Jordan survives that yeah, publicly. 
because of the there was just accusations Murph, was of, there was just accusations oh well, yeah he gambled so this was a gambling debt and somebody yeah. killed his dad because he owed him a million dollars i don't know and, and so lebron for what it's worth off the court the worst thing you can say about lebron is the decision yeah and that was his choice he was a free yeah. agent and now and, regardless and, and, of whether or not you have a problem with him doing a tv show about it he was a, he was a free agent so yeah uh, i mean lebron's with queen. lebron though lebron he grew up in this yeah he, he he grew up in this he was he was on his bane where like you just adopted the dark i was i born into this he he grew up with social media and you can see that he had people crafting mm-hmm. crafting his image i'm be honest with you the person who does social media or does this 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 um celebrity life the best is is beyonce beyonce doesn't tell you shit you don't know shit about beyonce until i tell you Mm -hmm. what i want you to know and there is a controlled line line between her life and who i am and the person that i really am you Mm -hmm. have no idea who exactly she is there's no presence like i i completely get why you don't have a presence on social media and why you only get people little tiny pieces of you mm-hmm. and and cherish your individuality and your time because i get it i completely get it because i see these guys destroy their reputation in a tweet <laughs> in one tweet yep. one tweet yep. i'm like damn yep. it I thought you were someone else and you were just yeah. clearly stupid. <laughs> and I mean, like, even for outside of, you know, the the songs that she chose to give us to tell us about her marriage, we don't know nothing about their marriage. No. We know that they're married. Yeah. I think that the twins that they have, I think I've seen two pictures of those kids. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what they, those kids could walk in this room right now. I wouldn't know who they were. You wouldn't know. I have no clue. And yeah. that's, that's like hard to do. That's hard to do. You know, it's a damn to control the narrative. Yeah. You have to have a team, a team mm-hmm. of, of, around you that's just only funneling little bits and bits of information. And granted, some people have it worse than others because mm-hmm. some people you can kind of like, as long as I'm not feeding the pop, the papar- paparazzi, I can stay out of their limelight. Mm-hmm. And some people, the paparazzi is I'm I'm actively seeking you. Yeah. And mm-hmm. when you're in sports and you're somebody like Jay, uh, like Jordan or LeBron, that sports, the sports media. They on you 24 7 365 you can't like everything he says ultra scrutinized that you have people that want you to just shut up and dribble mm-hmm. and always be this person that they this image that they have in their head or this ultra high player and anytime you have an opinion they're knocking that back down whereas beyonce because she's in music really all you really want from her is the music that whole other persona from her that entertainment piece that whole other piece that whole other part is is optional yeah. you know we've come to a world where people are giving us that that piece where you're constantly on like you could be cardi b where she's constantly giving you bits of her life or you could not and just give mm-hmm. us music and as long yep. as the music is good we'll take we'll take that but sports is not that way sports is we want all of you we want all mm-hmm. all, all of it 24 7 24 7 and it's tough it's and i don't think jordan could deal with it i don't i don't think it's possible for him to be able to deal with the person he was no He'd have been and, burning and, Maxwell know, on somebody. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, and to your point, what makes it even more interesting for Beyonce is because who she's married to. You know, she yeah. so it's it's tenfold because you know it's not like her husband is not if yeah. her husband was a lawyer or something like that. Yeah, he's in the public spotlight too. So you know, any yeah. little thing, you know, but if they take a picture together, shade the same way. 
Jay's the same way. way. Jay's just like her, where you don't know shit about Jay. You don't know nothing about Jay-Z. You only know what Jay-Z gives you, and he only gives Mm -hmm. you these tiny little bits of the actual Mm Jay-Z. And you know, with rap music, you create these persona. He's created this persona where I am this drug dealer, ultra businessman, I got clean. And, but the real person, I have no idea. No. I have no No. idea who that Jay-Z is. I was listening to, God, whose podcast was it? The two bald light skinned dudes used to okay. rap. What are you talking about? Um, too uh, too much game. I think it's too much game. Yeah, because they just had Mace, okay. and then they had Cameron on there, and he was looking like somebody at the set. Million dollar anyway. worth of game. That's the name. Of yeah, million dollar game. There we go. I don't follow. I don't follow too many <laughs> them cats, but I see him on Twitter. I mean, mm-hmm. on on uh, TikTok. Same. Same. On TikTok. So they had Cam on there, and Cam, you know, Cam talk greasy. Cam yeah. was like. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't want to upset Jay. He's like, nigga, I don't know you. He don't know you. He say, but I might meet him one day. This is the kind of influence that JC has over guys, that people that he don't even know are afraid to offend him because of the leverage and the power that he has within the industry. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, and and that matters. And I mean, even yeah, to your matters. point, like you you have situations where you got people like. Like you said, you put you put Jordan. The thing that I remember about Jordan, or well, one of the things I remember about Jordan during his playing days, was that he really tried to control the narrative of those who reported on him. So mm-hmm. he wasn't going to let you get but so close. And as he got further and further along in his career, he was only going to do interviews with Amar Rashad. Amar Rashad, who's guy, friend, frat brother, whole yeah, night. Yeah. Um, but if you wrote something bad about Jordan and it got back to him, there was a guy. Um, I think he still writes for the Chicago Tribune. I'm not sure. Uh, Sam Smith. Um, he wrote the book called The Jordan Rules. Yeah. And Jordan was never interviewed, or I'll put it like this. Sam Smith requested to interview Jordan for the book. Jordan never sat down with him. And all of the stuff that came out. Second and hand. Jordan, i never forget, it was a press conference. And Sam Smith opened the press conference by asking Jordan a question. And Jordan would not answer the question. He didn't say next question. I think whoever was off to the side, the PR person for the Bulls, there was like next question. He he never talked to Sam Smith after that. Even to this day, he will not talk to Sam People. Smith. And he, if you got on Jordan's bad, and that was the thing about reporters, yeah. they didn't want to get on his bad side. If you got Is on his Jordan? bad side, yeah, <laughs> he he never talked to me. You know now, LeBron, LeBron don't have to talk to Stephen A. Smith. You know, no. He, I'm sure Stephen A. Smith would want to talk to him, but LeBron's probably not. He's probably never sitting down with Stephen A. Smith. He's probably never sitting down with Charles Barkley. Maybe, maybe Barkley. Maybe Barkley. He, but LeBron does not have that pettiness in his soul. No, no. LeBron's like, the kind of guy you want to hang out with. I think. Yes, yes. Kobe, you know, like Kobe. That I don't think I would have went. That Mike. Kobe. Yeah. They, they, they were built. <laughs> you would have hung out with him, Murph. That's a good question. Um, the Kobe that you the, come on. Not, and, I feel granted, like he, there's he's no, no way. There's no way that Kobe didn't have you in the gym. Like yeah. if you hang out with Kobe, <laughs> I'm about to say he might have me working out. I'm like, Kobe, I'm I'm tired, big dog. I'm tired because because <laughs> uh, Dwayne Wade tells the story about how they were doing. I think I guess the Redeem team and they mm-hmm. got in late and it was like three in the morning and all of them went to go work out and they was like, man, they worked out, got sweaty. It was like he couldn't sleep. They were jet lag. He's like, yo, whoever get up first, Texas, we're gonna go to we're gonna go get some them dinner. We're gonna get breakfast. They get up for breakfast. It's like 6 30 in the morning. They're the cold from their eyes. Kobe sitting in there with ice on his knees. And they're like, yo, what, what the fuck? 
He's like, yeah, I just got done doing a workout. I'm about to go do another workout right now, right after I get, right after mm-hmm. I ice my knees. This is the kind of person he was. There's no that work ethic. Like you don't, you don't even want to be. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you don't. And, and you know what? You know what, country boy, you people like that, you can't work out with them. No, because no. there's never, there's never no. a point in time where they're like, because see something that there was something in Kobe, cause something in Jordan where them dudes, I, I think, unless they have some type of obligation they're not leaving the gym no or at the very least they'll wait until you leave the gym before yeah. they leave the gym right like it's a very much like japanese culture where where you can't leave to your bosses leave mm-hmm. and he's waiting for you to crack like there's yep. no arbitrary number we're not shooting till we shoot a thousand shots no mm-hmm. i'm waiting till i break you for mm-hmm. you to leave so that i can leave so you can know that i will outwork here. you every mm-hmm. single day every, single every day. day of the week and that I'm not, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I don't want to do that. You won. Yeah, I ain't hanging. I'm not hanging with you. I, I'm, I, not, I'm not. I'm not doing, not doing it. I remember, man. Uh, Mac Tar and Jai has. A I remember story. He has. He played for Carolina. Mm-hmm, he had yep. a story about um, when he met when he first met uh, Jay. Jay came. You know, he's UNC. He would show up from time to time. They mm-hmm. bring him in. It was a thing. When Jay come in, it's a thing. Jay comes in. And he's meeting a team. Everybody's like, he's like, hey, I'm Jordan. Who are you? you know, I mean, you know who he is. He ain't have to mm-hmm. introduce himself, but he's shaking right. the hands. <laughs> he gets down at a Mactar and Jai. He's like, hey, I'm Mactar and Jai. Who are you? They're like, and Jordan's like, really, bitch? <laughs> you don't know who I am. <laughs> like, look up in the rafters. <laughs> hey, know? look on your feet. <laughs> look at oh. your feet. Tell me what name was on them joints. So anyway, <laughs> fast forward. They were, uh, Mac Tyron Jai, I think it was All-Star Weekend. Um, he was trying to get into a club or something like that. Jordan was in the club. He was on the balcony, had his white women. Jordan doing Jordan shit, smoking cigars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Probably had some boot, some boot cut jeans on, <laughs> looking awkward. <laughs> Mike can't dress well for shit. He can't dress for shit. You got way too much money. I need to get a stylist. You still can't dress. <laughs> Fix it. Fix it. Like I could go, man. We can go get you a suit and get that thing tailored so you don't stop walking around. The only place like he looked fly was on the basketball court. Michael only Jordan time. on the street, Mm-mm. on the street, <laughs> like, and he looked here. country as hell. I don't hey, mean country boy. I mean like country, country like backwoods yeah. country. Yeah, like with that hoop. Like, like I don't know what it is about basketball players and that hoop earring, but that tells me that you is never gonna be. You got a white woman and you can't dress that big old hoop earring on. <laughs> hey, dog, I like them one. hoops. I got a few pictures, man, with, with hoops. The cross, the, the, the now, now, I don't do that one. Uh, I agree with you on that one. The, hoop, the normal hoop, country I'm country. good. But the, yeah, with the I'm stringy, with the, yeah, I don't do that um, one. But anyway, so they're outside the club, Jordan on the balcony. They're like, Jay, Jay, it's me, it's Maktar, Jai, da 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 He was with somebody else. He looked down, he's like, I bet you know me now, motherfucker. Mike don't forget shit. They didn't get in the club. Mike don't forget shit. He is uber petty, man. Mm-hmm. You don't understand that level. Like, I just can't see that from LeBron or anybody else, nah. really. That I would, you would just hold that grudge. You like, man, yeah, yeah, that was funny. You were funny. Ha ha, ice right. over. No, I'm carrying this grudge with me for life. For like, I never want to see you. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, Sam Smith could be on fire. Jordan went through water on him right no. now no. at all, just because. No. This is why that. That video, the six rings, the, mm-hmm. was so great because it gave people like this small, like people don't remember. They don't. The last even, dance. Us. Yeah, last yeah. dance. Sorry. Um, all of us, we 
like when growing up you didn't realize the person Jordan was and mm. that last dance gave you a glimpse of just the asshole <laughs> that he really was because that's the part we're not getting like for you to be the alpha dog for you to be the best of the best you got to have a bit of a psychopath to you and you got yes, a little taste mm-hmm. of the psychopath that is required to be the t- you know the, the greatest the best player of, of all best. time yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. The best and, he, of the best. and he said it and he said it in a documentary i think that was probably the one of the biggest things i took away from it he said you know people get on me about being this way and people going to see this video because he knew the footage that they had in this in this footage yeah documentary. yeah yeah he said people going to see this and they they may change their opinion because here's the thing jordan was about his brand from day one like he he wanted Facts. to control the narrative of how he could sell sneakers to you but he also wanted to make sure that uh you didn't know him personally but he could control, you know, what you, he wanted to present a good picture of himself. Right. And he said in a documentary, he's like, look, some people may feel differently about me. He's like, people may feel like I had to be an asshole. He's like, but I did what I felt at the time that I needed to do mm-hmm. to get me and myself and my teammates where we needed to be. And he's like, I'm not going to apologize for that for anybody. Right. And, and it I, worked. I, I, yeah, I got it. I yep, got it. It, it. it made sense. You know, yeah. LeBron has his way of doing things. Barkley has his way of doing things. Magic had his way of doing things. Jordan, he was just different, you know, yeah. and I, it made sense. And even to your point, Country Boy, we heard stories growing up. But yeah. here's the thing, Murph, there was nothing that could confirm it. You know, yeah. I read the right. Jordan rules. So the Jordan rules laid out a lot of shit, a lot of dirt that Mike was doing. Yeah. Again, like, I ain't know Mike had side hoes. I mean, Mike yeah. had. He had women. He had he paid for a couple of abortions. I mean, this stuff is documented. Yeah. But the thing about it was, you couldn't associate Jordan with the shenanigans, yeah. the, the the foolery. But he yeah. had a lot of that stuff going on in his life. Yeah. But you know, we just he it was, was on such, a, he, such he was on such a pedestal that we didn't even look at it like yeah. that. And there, there was never anything that could confirm it. It's almost like somebody going on Twitter and saying something bad about you, yeah. Murph and nobody be you know people are like oh man murph on some wild shit but then nobody could confirm it so yeah nobody seen either. it nobody knew it yeah exactly so you never seen it you know you ain't yeah. seen him doing and, no dirt and and this and to that point it's important for you to not to to look at things that happen try not to look at it with 2020 2022 eyes mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying because the age that jordan was playing in was different it was Way different, different people with different ideas with different um and and it's not you know it's not basketball but i remember michael Irvin, a bunch of them and they played on sunday now Mm -hmm. that that don't fly that Mm -hmm. don't fly today but at the time this is what they did you went you played we played i remember lt lt was he talked about how he was late for a game because his car broke down on the side of the road (laughs) and he could hitchhike to the game Mm-hmm. Where they do that at? You can't do that in 2022. No, you know he, what happened if you high. didn't show up? Yeah. <laughs> it's LT. It's LT. LT stories are like the greatest stories you've ever heard in your life. He Man, Daryl Strawberry. Now, I, I got an OG said Daryl Strawberry got some stories. Him and uh, Cuba. Oh, I mean, not Cuba. They, um, they, Dwight Good. Yeah, they, they have great oh, yeah. stories. And the reason being is that because like we weren't privy to that I information. The country boy, we, we just... We didn't have that kind of access to yeah. athletes. I mean, because no. of technology, because of where we were in the time. I mean, in 1988, 
there's the only way I could find out anything about Jordan is either what was reported on the news or maybe if I saw something in the right on magazine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But in 2022, I literally could go to Instagram and I could see what LeBron ate for breakfast if I wanted. Yeah. If he posted yeah. it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I could see him working out with <laughs> that, his son. Yeah. That I could level, see everything. That level of accessibility. Like I just mm-hmm. don't know if I would want that. I wouldn't even no. want that for my sons. No. Like I watch, I watch the level of uh insanity centered around Bronny. And mm-hmm. and and granted, the kid's getting he's getting very good, right. but but he's still LeBron James Jr. And the I idea that I have never to, named him LeBron James Jr. Yeah, the, the, the idea that I have to that I have to live in that shadow. And while I may be a very good basketball player, I'm not my daddy. That that's a mm-hmm. lot of carry. It's a lot to put on your back. That's just why I'm I'm assuming like he, they embrace this whole Bronny thing mm-hmm. instead of being LeBron James Jr. because it's different. Yeah. So but, okay. So let me let me ask. Let me let me take over real quick, Murph. There it Cookie is. Boy. I was like, go C- ahead, C- Victor. You, you do you have sons? I do, but he's just two. Okay. Is, is he named after you? I wanted him to because I'm junior. He would have been the third, but my wife wasn't having it. <laughs> so okay, okay. So now, so now let me let me dig a little deeper before I even go to the next question. So okay, so your wife opposed it. So what was her opposition? Jerome. My middle name is Jerome. I okay. hate it. I've been I've been telling her I hated my middle name since we <laughs> since we first got together. Jerome. And then when and then when I when she got pregnant and we found out that we were having a son, mm-hmm. I have to now walk back on the idea that I hate Jerome because I've been telling her that I hated Jerome mm-hmm. since the beginning of time. And mm-hmm. now she's like, <laughs> "Well, you hate it. If you hate it so much, I don't want to name my son yeah, Jerome." She, okay. she don't want to do it. So we, we compromise was that, you know, he gets he get my Michael as her middle name. As his middle name and i'm like okay. nah that doesn't make him junior that doesn't make him my junior that doesn't make him the third we already got a lineage set up mm-hmm. don't ruin it <laughs> okay you know what i'm saying so so did you okay. fight did you fight hard for that or you just kind of let the wife i win? tried okay. i tried and you also one one thing you have to understand about, about the ladies man you know my wife had been she'd been marinating my son's name since you know 20 some odd years since mm-hmm. she was little and how and, and i'm supposed to come in behind that and tell her give him my name when she been marinating the name of my son mm-hmm. in her head regardless of who was gonna be the father <laughs> yeah whoever right. i i, I could have been anybody yeah but, it, but he had a name already yeah there's no way i was going to be able That's to good. come in behind that so okay. i tried i tried okay, okay. so so i'm let also me, not let... carrying nobody either for nine months so <laughs> right right so so let me confess I, so uh, i have three sons and none of them are named after me none of them named kyle but here's the thing when my wife was pregnant with our, our first son um who's 23 now which is crazy to believe um we called him when she was pregnant we called him kj kyle jr so he's gonna be kyle jr now my my middle my middle name does not appear on my birth certificate. My that what happened was the lady came and they filed my birth certificate before I actually got the name. But my, my on, mother okay. gave my mother gave me the middle name of Dion. I never liked the name Dion. And I told my wife, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I told my I was like, I never like so even on my legal documents, I signed D because Dion does not appear on my birth right. certificate. So we get in a, we get in the living room and he comes and the doctor says, Hey, what are you gonna name this baby? And I looked at him and I said, Dion. And so he has my middle name, but his his middle name is my first name, which is Kyle. Um, black name for a kid named Kyle in the 70s. I don't know how that happened, but you know, it, that's, what, that's the name my mama chose. Um, but we do have somebody on this podcast who has a lineage, uh, who is a junior and who has a son. So 
what went into Murph? What went into your son being named after you with you being named after your father? And was there any pushback on that? You know what? For me, it's a lot of my let me let me let me answer this the best way to simplify it. Growing up, D. Murph or Derek Murphy. So my pops, knowing the importance of his role in my life, even though he wasn't physically there at that time, I still had pride in what he did for me. So for me, because mm-hmm. of what before, obviously I had kids or a son. Mm-hmm. I felt or feel to this day that my work will give my son something to be proud of. Mm-hmm. Thank God. For their mother Who um, <laughs> Was able to work with me on that To where okay, you know okay. cause I'm, I'm proud of the D-Murph like, Everybody can't say they D-Murph mm-hmm. My father's D-Murph or Murph I'm you know D-Murph And then you know he might just be Even when I take the, even the baby boy Darian Murphy you know I, I, D-A-M mm-hmm. is the initial The D-Murph lineage mm-hmm. they, they call him hey Murphy So for me it's like my kids have something I take pride in. Like I told you, Kyle, mm-hmm. if I'm answering your yeah. question, like podcasting mm-hmm. for me allowed me to get that 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 thrill of I have an identity. And as a black yeah. man, I felt like once I graduated college, I didn't have a quote unquote identity. And the D Murph mm-hmm. or the Murph name was something that made me feel like I was, you know, uh, worth, you know, just being successful, yeah. even living because the, you know the name, as you know, they say it's in the name. It's in the name. So it's just something It was some pushback But also Like you said The sky is purple It's purple (laughs) I'm just I I just had to do it man And and again My my daughter though um, That was kind of like You know what It wasn't the sun So I didn't push for it But when I knew I had sons Yeah Yeah. So So okay So let me Let me land the plane So if If you're LeBron Because keep in mind when Bronny was born, he was LeBron James. It wasn't like he had him when he was, you know, yes. yeah, nobody. Yeah, yeah. He was a superstar. He was already in the league. He was already an all-star. He was already all of these things. So if you're having your first child and you're LeBron, and, it, you know, it's it, obviously it's his prerogative. So the question I have for the both of you, if you're LeBron James, do and you know there's a possibility that your son could pop, you know your sons are going to be tall. I mean, yeah, 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 six, yeah. Eight. So, yeah, uh, you know, I knew I was gonna pass on my five seven to my boy. Hell, <laughs> <So, laughs> yeah. like, hey, man, I'm sorry. It is what it is. So, my question to the two of you: If you're LeBron James at that stage, do you name your child LeBron James Jr.? Probably. Probably. Really? And then still do the Bronny. You still, still Bronny still though. Bronny. You won't be considered LeBron James Jr. You're gonna be Bronny, even though you're LeBron James still- Jr. I don't, I don't, I don't think being LeBron James Jr. is the burden. I don't feel like it's that any more burden mm-hmm. than any other name would be. I mean, like okay. if you look at if you look at Jordan's kids, Jordan's kids aren't named after him, and they, they still, still Jordan kids. Yeah, exactly. Still Jordan. We, still, we still expect things from you. We expect mm-hmm. you to be good. I like always play basketball too. Yeah, like and you know, Steph, Steph had. Steph had that. He's named after his dad. You don't you Wardell. don't know that because Steph's right, real right. name Wardell. is Wardell. <laughs> Wardell, Stephen Curry. Yeah, that, you know. that's about as, as black and southern as you oh get. Wardell. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, I met uh I met Steph back God, another Charlotte man. kid. 
yeah this is once again i, I met him because john c smith used to have a basketball camp um uh john c smith basketball camp this was man oh wait 90s and he was the, he was a youngster he was mm-hmm. way younger than the rest of us and the way it worked out is his dad would come and talk to us every year mm-hmm. and as a side of that his son would come to the camp mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and even then when he because he's much younger than i am he was still a beast he was a beast like I, you could see it then you're like yo this kid is good <laughs> it's good like like father like son he could shoot mm-hmm. anyway he had this uh this Burger King commercial, local Burger King commercial, where he had a couple lines. I saw it. I saw it. He got a couple lines, and anytime we saw him, we were like, "Little nigga, say the lines. Just say the lines." <laughs> He's like, "I don't want to." Nah, Playboy, you gonna say the lines? <laughs> Come on, that's funny. So, so long story short, I may have bullied the future MVP of the NBA back in like '96. <laughs> welcome to the flavor too uh, i didn't well, know he's gonna be amazing man listen i tell you what charlotte <laughs> loves i mean everybody loves steph curry but this, oh, he, he's one of their own yeah he we talk about cam own. we talk about cam yeah we talk about somebody they love they love they love they love dale like i hate mm-hmm. to see dale and his wife break up me matter of fact yeah. you know yeah. and talk about somebody who 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 date who dating down because his wife is woo. <laughs> woo. anyway He's like a um, librarian <laughs> right right and then you know his new chick like ew, ew, that's what we doing now okay right. like, um but anyway we're not gonna i digress mm-hmm. um but like like steph ain't nothing but love for steph every time yeah. he comes every time the warriors come like you might as well it might as well be the whole arena cheering for the warriors because mm-hmm. we hit half people here to see steph anyway steph by himself and and yeah. and he put on the show anyway but mm-hmm. he home and and he a panther fan yeah yes, he and he fan. a damn hard panther fan he yeah. even beat the drum one day like yeah. come on I man i saw that i remember that yeah. steph, yeah, steph was steph is a guy that I, I could see if he played someplace other than golden state would be charlotte yeah I can see yeah. that happen, and 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 we hold out hope that one day he, you know, and when he's old, oh, yeah, he'll, be old. He he'll be old. Uh, uh, he's he old now. Like, he, he averaged like yeah. six points a game. Yeah, yeah, he old now. Like when you come in and just come, 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 come join us. We, matter of fact, we still hold out hope for Kimba because Kimba, Kimba had a moment where he was mm-hmm. Cam here, and we still love Kimba still to this day. Mm-hmm. Have nothing but love for Kimba because Kimba had a moment where he was on his cam. He put the whole team on his back and was like, "Yo, let's do it." And yeah. you know, we don't, we never really forget that. And we be wanting you to bring you back into the fold. We want to see. You. <laughs> <laughs> we want to see you. Matter of fact, his mom, his mom still live here. I see her, see her from time to time. Okay, uh, Kim, Kimba's mom. You know, I don't, I ain't, I ain't gonna say nothing to her. Right, right. I know what you look like. <laughs> right, right, you know right, right, right. You know that's an interesting point man y'all, y'all made about I, I think if i'm lebron at that point i probably and i'm not saying y'all wrong because i i totally respect where y'all coming from i think i would have i would have named him something else because i know he's probably going to play basketball and i just wouldn't i mean either but i even to your point though and i never really thought about it like this until you said it Murph, those expectations gonna be there regardless but his name is lebron lebron Bronny, yeah. uh joseph yeah. <laughs> even so, if he didn't play football, even if he didn't play basketball, let's say he played football, let's play, say he played golf, yeah. they mm-hmm. still are going to expect you to be the best 
at yep. whatever whatever it is you're doing. But those expectations even heightened playing basketball. And I we see it. I see it now. I you know if you go on these Instagram pages, they talk about Bronny constantly. And while yeah. Bronny is getting very good, he is not his dad. No, the level of expectations. Like you know, we're talking about a kid who probably could be a pretty good player, borderline NBA player. You know, like hey. There's nothing wrong with that. That is still mm -hmm. up. That is still way better than 99, 99% of people Facts. in this world. But when your dad is a generational talent, that shit ain't fair. It's yeah. not fair. Like that's what that's the one thing Steph didn't have. He, Steph didn't have this. Wardell, mm -hmm. Curry, the the OG was wow. He was once again 99, 99%. He was not a generational type talent. He was no. a guy that was very good in the NBA. So his son had some place to go. Like, hey, I could make it. And and you can see that in his other son, which I, who I honestly kind of respect more. I can't remember his name. Seth. Seth. Which I kind of respect more because he came out the mud. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he came out the mud. There was no, there's no six pick here. They just me around. Yep. bouncing around, cutting my teeth in the G League. Coming, coming, having to make teams. I had to carve out a place for myself in NBA. Mm -hmm. That shit, that is not easy. Facts. Nope. <laughs> and it's not easy when your big brother is killing it. Yeah, and it's not easy when your big brother is a fucking MVP. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a generational talent. Yeah, yeah. Generational talent. Generational talent. Probably and the I greatest mean, shooter of our uh, of NBA ever. Really. Oh no question, no question. And and it's like you see that, and then your level of expectation. You know, like I said, the level of expectation for 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 Bronny is going to be high, and I mean it's already high, and it's really not fair to him because no, it's not fair to him because LeBron is just dad to him. It, to right. us, he's this you know crazy basketball player, social activist, whole nine entrepreneur, um, you know everything that he everything that LeBron is, but he's just dad to him and I, his brother. I and his, love his seeing him at the games. I love it. Yeah, I yeah. love seeing somebody who's that involved in his sons and I'm going mm -hmm. to the games and yeah. I and I uh, uh, appreciate your pursuits and I hope that no matter what Bronny did whether or not he would play in golf whether or not he would play in lacrosse that he would be just as a hundred percent all in because this is one of the things that I believe wholeheartedly with my son I'm like yo whatever you want to do whatever your pursuit that you are into Mm -hmm. I'm into. We doing this yep, 110 yep. percent behind whatever you is that you want to do. You want to be in a drama club. You want to be in the chess Facts. club. Hey, I'd be the only one in that cheering. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, now, I, fellas, I, I'm looking at the time, so I got one yeah. last question. Go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead. Appreciate y'all. So the reason why I got you guys on mm -hmm. is because you guys were talking about the Equimini album. Mm -hmm. ah, what song? Yeah, yeah does not belong <laughs> and you guys well you guys had different you know say so this is on twitter by the way we're all, because I, I follow my brothers so when i heard that equipment is my favorite album of all time i push play and let it ride hmm. regardless of the song from start to finish so again it's on twitter like as kyle would say it's documented but i just want to kind of get you guys you know for a few minutes before we wrap it up to kind of talk about the song that you guys, if if it could, oh, wow. if it didn't belong, it wouldn't it wouldn't make I a difference. Look. Yeah, now what happened was my man Eclectic had put had put out a post that said, uh, you know, the post basically was, "What song are you taking off classic albums?" So he posted like Illmatic, he posted like uh, 
it takes a nation of means to hold us back. Illmatic from Nas, it takes a nation of means to hold us back by Public Enemy, and a couple other albums. And obviously, one of them was uh, Equipment Out by Outkast. And I said, and I re, re, I, I, re, I quoted, quit, a quote tweeted, um, Mama Cita, because Mama Cita was god awful. And then <laughs> Country Boy said, you know, he didn't think it was that bad, and we were just kind of going back and forth yeah, about that. But yeah, yeah that, I think I mentioned Chunky Fire. Chunky yeah, Chunky. Fire yep, with the one, yep. With the one I didn't like, but then I went and listened to Mama Cita, and I remember this is very skippable. This is a very <laughs> skippable song. Mama Cita. Like the thing about Aquimini is Aquimini is such a. Uh, Outcast in general. Outcast is such a. We try things. We do things. We try sounds. Mm-hmm. We're trying to. We cut the edge of hip hop at the yeah. time. And so when you do that sort of thing, everything is not going to be a hit. But when you're mm-hmm. putting together a cohesive album like Aquimini is, where you're banging out. 80 90 percent quality songs and you bet and this one is like okay we were trying something and maybe it didn't quite land or maybe it's only for a niche market mm-hmm. that's 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 totally fine and you know and and i kind of took this in, and and, I, and now i have to apologize because i told <laughs> i told him you know that I, I that over the woods in in um at aliens mm-hmm. was also like a throwaway and then i went back and listened to yeah, it i had to go back and listen to it and I'm like, nah, nigga. See? <laughs> I have to keep this. This is all mine. Yep. <laughs> yeah, don't do this to me. I, I, as a matter of fact, and I know people love um I, but mm-hmm. I just feel like I feel like ATL is a superior album. That I feel like is it the is, constant debate. It is the closest you can get to a perfect album. You know how you say, I, you know, I, don't, I don't know if you guys understand this, you know, the speed of light and how, you know, the pursuit of the speed of light, you never actually reach it, mm-hmm. right? And that's just what a perfect album is that's like. Good. You pursue a perfect album, but you never, you never want to make a perfect mm-hmm. album. It's not possible. It's too many elements, too many things in play. But this here, this is, <laughs> this is. <laughs> You 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 skating real close to the sun here, my guy, because mm-hmm. it's 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 a perfect album. There's not there's no misses here. Like I can't, I find hard time to even say, oh yeah, this was a misstep, or you shouldn't have did this. Or, you should, I, I I don't have those with mm-hmm. that. You're like, as you talk about, especially modern albums, you know, like the game, and I'm like, yo, this is overly long. Right. He spends so much time telling you how great he is that he forgets that he needs to be great. He's skipping over this, like cut out. You cut out. You cut out 15, 16, 17 tracks of this. Right. And 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 you would have had damn near a classic album. But what you did is you made this bloated record full of throwaways. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now what am I supposed to do with this? I can't let I don't have two hours. I don't have two hours, Mm-mm. my guy. Mm-mm. Especially over a subpar album where I really only only like 10. Like, yeah, you got 32 tracks, but I only like 10. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So yeah, I mean all this to say, ATL is is, a, is is the perfect album. If you want to listen to something front to back, I can listen to any song in this album, and you put it on, I just start rapping with it. I know every every word. I've listened to it so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, man. I, I I think let me start. I think think it's um music. Anytime you talk about me, and I love talking about music, it's all subjective because what yeah. is what works for me may not work for you, Murph. Um. I will say this much to Country Boy's point: the difference, and I actually did a podcast about it. The differences between AT Aliens and Aquemini, as far as which album is superior, strictly comes down to who you ask. 
Yeah. It really does. I mean, like yeah. comparing the two albums is like splitting hairs. You know, yeah. we we kind of have the same thing with fans of a tropical quest when you talk about low end theory and midnight marauders did you, hear, literally... did you hear big boy talk about how they were working on an album before five that that yeah, tropical yeah, yeah oh my god it hurts so bad i hear yeah. i like like we could have been, I, 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 I been magic I couldn't, I couldn't believe it man i couldn't believe it we got a podcast at some point coming tribe versus outcast and um I'm waiting on my boy to hit me back. I, I sent him a text the other day. I was like, "Hey, man, waiting on you. Whenever you're ready." <laughs> I've, never, I've never been a huge, a huge tribe. I love tribe. Tribe fan, mostly because I'm such a. I am a middle class kid from a middle class upbringing who likes mm-hmm. ratchet, horrible, violent <laughs> music. Like I grew up. Mind. Like even even in today, like mm-hmm. half my playlist is. Griselda okay. and Freddie Gibbs and Push okay. and it's just it's just ratchet it's just <laughs> ratchet I like cocaine rap like I grew up on this and it's all I want I and when you try to uplift me and try to take me out of the gutter <laughs> I'm just not like I don't what do you want me to do with this I don't I, I'm, I'm feeling warmth in my heart but why <laughs> yeah man it, it is it's um I I love both you know cast and, and tribe but answer your question Murph um I think it's uh, obviously I, I say uh, Mama Cita is the song that you take off that album um, but like I said when you talk about ATLians and Aqu- now I'll be first to admit I am biased when it comes to equipment I, I actually sat in a studio session mm. when they were recording this album so having an interaction with Andre having an interaction with Big Boy who are just regular du- I mean the most regular of dudes came in the studio said what's up chopped it up for a quick five minutes both of them and they were gone um and being able to hear some of that music before it actually came out was out to the world um that was different so i so there's a special equipment i holds a special place for me so i i'll be the first to admit that i'm biased when it comes to that so if i gotta give it an edge it's the slightest of edges over Mm, atm but being in atlanta being living in atlanta for the last 25 years i also remember the day that equipment i came out the radio station played every single they played the album in its entirety i'd never seen that done before on any type of radio station you're not gonna have a radio station play whitney houston's whole album you know and outcast as a group as a collective individually and collectively they just mean something different to it. I don't know what Jay-Z means to New York. I don't know what, you know, I get a glimpse, you know, when talking to Baylor, what Nipsey meant to LA. But I know what out because I was here when it happened, I know what outcast means to Atlanta. And so there's a certain level as a young Southern black kid, certain level of pride because they look like me, they talk like me, they walk like me, they wore the same kind of clothes that I did. Um, I'm just partial to Equimini, slightly over eight. But to to piggyback on Country Boy's point, when I listen to these albums, I listen to them together. I never listen to them. You'll never see a day where I listen to Equimini and don't listen to ATL. You'll Come never on. see a day where I listen yeah. to ATL and don't listen yeah. to And when you're in that mood, when you're in that mood for mm-hmm. a cast, like all of the songs, like while they're different, they there's a sonically it's a sound to them and they set, they feel like they could all be on the same album at, even right. though they're all completely different over you know 
many different mm-hmm. years. So you can listen to, you know, uh, Watch for the Hook yep. <laughs> or, or Goody Mob track and mm-hmm. then come back and listen to something off Equimini or, or, uh, or ATL and it all... Mm-hmm. It Just all works. works perfectly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Let the liquor tell it. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. It all blends perfectly. I mean, like, yeah. even even uh, Country Boy mentioned on Twitter, he said, you know, Chunky Fire. And, I, and when I responded to him, I said, Chunky Fire, even though Chunky Fire is the last song on Equemini, if you take it in its entirety, son- sonically, you take it in its entirety, it really sounds like it belongs on or maybe it was in their way the prequel to the next album which was stankonia because it yeah. sounds like it belongs on stankonia yeah and maybe it was something that they were working on it was like we'll put on the next album now nah, we can put this on the end blah 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 blah. maybe like yeah. that it, that'd be a great question to ask which you know nobody ever asked big boy any kind of questions like that but i would that probably be the one of the first questions i asked big boy if i if i got a chance to sit down and talk with talk with him but um yeah, man, I, I'm I'm rolling with equipment. I'm not mad at anybody says ATLs, but if you want Murph, if you want to start a fight on Twitter or start at least a debate, <laughs> yeah. put up a picture of ATLs and put up a picture of equipment right next to it and, and and say which one is the better album. Murph, right. your timeline will be full. Yeah, for a day. Yeah, yeah. like like it. It took a lot of people take that take that to heart because it means mm-hmm. I remember God <sighs> waiting outside. I think I feel like equipment I released the same day as someone else. I feel like the Jay um, or Buster, because I had bought yeah, two late nineties. That, that was ninety nine. Yeah, late nineties. It was late nineties. We I was it was cold outside. I was way down in front of Willie's. Dropped at twelve o'clock. I, fr- I was freezing my balls off. <laughs> I bought two albums. They were super expensive because it was it was like twenty five dollars. Yeah, for for a CD at a time, it yeah. was real expensive. And I bought. I feel like I bought like extinction level event and equipment and we got them together and once again when you like that moment where you had an album when you're listening to something and you're like i know this is fire it's just man i i i don't get that i don't get that feeling anymore mm-hmm. but i remember that day i remember what i was doing when i first heard equipment i remember what i was doing when i first heard at aliens and it was just a man a good feeling mm-hmm. <laughs> that you don't that i don't get no that i don't get anymore mm-hmm. nah, that, that, that time is Dead. Music is consumed and released totally different than how yeah. it used to it's for be. streaming numbers. This is why Game released that 32 track album because he trying to he trying to collect streaming numbers. He's not worried about putting together a cohesive album. It sounds like a bunch of throwaway mixtape tracks that he had put together on the damn album. You know what I'm saying? Like if you want if you want to catch me and granted I'm a 40 42 year old you know hip hop head. Mm-hmm. You want to get me? Give me a Pusha T album. Give me 10 tight tracks. 45 minutes and get me out the mm. door. Give me something like boom, 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 fire. We good. We get on. We're done. Let's get out of here. That right there, land this plane, man. I ain't got time. I don't have two hours to right. listen to your music, no. fam. I only want. I don't want to hear you for two hours. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Before we get out of here, Murph Country Boy, I got you. <laughs> September 20, 29th release date 19, 1998 uh equipment i came out black star most definitely talib quality the last um, excuse me the love movement with uh a tribe called quest compton's most wanted and jay-z's hard knock life that's what it was that's so what bought, it was you bought, I bought hard jay life. Yep. and i bought a, and i bought equipment yep, yep that is. was definitely what i had it was. It is. looked yeah. it up 
appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Because when he said he said when he said he spent a lot of money, I know exactly what he's talking. Because I did the same thing. I couldn't remember what album came out that day, but yeah, it was hard. Not you had you had to get both. Yeah, you had no choice. Yeah, no choice. Well, you're not gonna buy Jay Z. But you're not gonna buy Outkast. <laughs> yeah. No. No. no you and then it's a twelve o'clock too. Up all night. I had to go to school the next morning. Yep, you know they released on Tuesdays. Yep. I was up all night listening to Jay Z and Outkast. So, so when you got to school day, the next day, you had to be like, I yeah, heard. man. We were sitting right. around just like this at the yep. lunch table, damn yes, asleep, sir. talking about this is fire, this is yeah. fire. And you didn't it's, know the words. You didn't. There's no internet. No, no. <laughs> you, this is when you had to leave home to purchase music. Yeah, yeah. You had. To, you had, had there was a there was street. a personal investment in mm. the music that you consume. Is that absolutely like you were fully invested in that music? Because I spent no twenty five dollars. And you held your 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 the people that you whose music that you bought. You held them to a high standard. No, you weren't gonna yeah. let them put out no damn thirty two song album. No, <laughs> you're not. You you put out a double album. It better be thirty two tight tracks. Yes, it better sir. be fire. Like mm-hmm. now, where I can, you know, which Outkast did that, by the way. Yes, he did, and they oh. were both fire. And they were both fire, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, while we while, while we on Outkast, I, they did that double yeah. album. Yeah, but oh, yeah. I know I know I'm getting on game, but if I had to buy a game and spend money, like I listened to this on Pandora while I was running, <laughs> while I was running outside, and I'm like, ooh, this is not it, fam. Right. This ain't it. But had I spent money, Come my on, money, money I'd have been upset. not mom and dad's money, upset. but your money. Right, my money. I've difference. been right back up at Willie's, like, yo, I need give me some store credit or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's this good. ain't it, champ. Yeah, Murph. Ten, uh, CDs like ten, eleven dollars back then, bro. Man, yeah, they were so you, expensive. You drop twenty, twenty-five dollars on two CDs. Yeah. It better be the best thing since like bread. And, and 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 you get an album that was that was doo doo. Like I remember, you know, purchasing a uh, Craig Max album <laughs> and being mad because I'm like, yo, this ain't it, fam. I spent twenty six dollars on this. Mm. <laughs> no. No, yeah, like now do. music's so throwaway. Like if I don't like an album and I'm like, oh well, I just don't have to ever listen to yeah, that again. It doesn't cost it, it didn't cost it didn't cost me nothing. Drake's yeah. album, I didn't like it. I listened to it, I gave it a full listen. I'm not feeling it. Ah, I didn't pay no money for it. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> so nope. yeah. That's yeah. where we are. That is exactly where we are. Anyway, we're gonna let you land this plane. We've been talking all over the place. <laughs> hey, no, no, man, no. I appreciate y'all, man. Um, like I told Kyle, man, I, I take into consideration our time. You did bless both platforms with heat, dope content. I love shows as a host where I can just sit back and let my guests do their thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, hey, if I need to, like you said, say some things, I will. But for the most part, I don't want to be. And I'm not that host that. All right, I gotta you know over talk y'all and feel like hey it's all about me 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 no it's about y'all and working together and I, mm-hmm. I don't be surprised I see uh, a future episode with Country Boy on Twelve Cow Podcast yeah mm-hmm. yeah. yeah 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 we gotta we sure. definitely gotta get sure. together now <laughs> sure. 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 We, we definitely will definitely yeah, we will. gotta get together now I got a couple I got a couple guest episodes coming up mostly mostly history stuff you know I got the season coming up so. It's time to start getting back in my bag. Yes, <laughs> For real, man. And that's what I and that's what I want to do, man. Because you guys have helped me in my success. I don't mind sharing that, whether it's listening, sharing the podcast, just, you know, hyping me up or just telling, you know, just about me, man. I, and I wanted to at least pay this forward and let the world know that you two in particular. I Obviously, it worked. You guys gave us over two <laughs> hours, two and a half hours of content, and the time flew. We could have easily went for another hour. Easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, fellas, Easy. 
Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Appreciate well, this it, man. is where no worries, man. you great. let the world know, man, how to support the upcoming season of One Mike, and then Kyle just whether they can tune in and just do what they do, man. So who I want to yeah, go man. first? <clears throat> I, he went first last time. I guess I go first this time. <laughs> and you know, um, <laughs> you can catch One Mike at onemikehistory.com. Got the webpage. I got content on content on content. You come check that stuff out. If you want to talk to me, I love talking to people. You can come check me out at. Um, OneMikeHistory.com. I mean, OneMikeHistory.com. OneMikeHistory at Twitter. <laughs> OneMike underscore History on, on Instagram. Like once again, I love listening. I love hearing listening to people. I also have a new season coming up on September fifth. It's going to be all about chronologically about the civil rights movement, starting with Claudette Colvin, then Rosa Parks, then the Montgomery bus boycott. It's going to be fire on fire on fire. So you know, once again, hey, making it happen. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that because I'm telling you, his podcast, man, you're always gonna find something that you know that you didn't know before. And trust me, the I civil rights to... movement wasn't just Martin Luther no, King and Rosa Parks. It was not. It was... it was a lot of moving parts and a lot of people, and 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 these weren't all his ideas. And the fact that you can talk about, and this is one of the reasons why this sprawled out of control. This was supposed to be one season of 10 that one 10 sub episode season and then i started digging and i'm like well i need to talk about this and i gotta talk about mm-hmm. that i'm like how do i talk about how do i talk about the montgomery bus boycott and not give rosa parks her flowers or how mm-hmm. do i talk about rosa parks and not give claudette coven her flowers mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like you have to i have to give these people her their flowers and if you're going to do stuff in chrono- chronological order you 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 gotta you gotta make sure your map is right. I have mm-hmm. to make sure this map is is right and together. And then it got to where now it's looking like it's gonna be about three seasons of this. So <laughs> thank you. I, I hey, push man. play. You know I'm subscribed. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it takes, man. We 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 need that content for real because people need to know. Um, yeah, uh, my dope. podcast is. You know I don't have seasons. I just get on there and talk. Uh, it's called a Twelve Cow Podcast. You can catch it every. Uh, Thursday at midnight. Uh, the podcast is on all podcast readers. Wherever you find podcasts, you can find it. You can catch uh, catch me on social media at twelve Kyle, the number one two K Y L E. World listeners, be sure to support if you haven't. First time listeners, thank you for tuning in. The avid listeners, what up? Make sure y'all support these two brothers. They've been rocking with me and my shenanigans for a good minute. And as you can clearly mm-hmm. see from the dynamic heat. Again, over two, two and a half hours between both <laughs> platforms, y'all. And I'm like, yo, I only uh, allotted this amount of time. But they my brothers and like, and vice versa that, you know, they made the time yeah, to make sure, yeah. you know, I, we I, was I, able I to kid, do this. My thing. kid got to be asleep because my wife would have been. And that's another thing. I know we got the families and, you know, again, I, I, hey, I don't want to be that host. Oh, that's with Murph. Nah, he take two, three hours of a show. Nope, not me. Yeah. But anyway. World, thank y'all. Mm-hmm. Flagrant 2, appreciate y'all. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at isdmurf. The real Flagrant 2 on Instagram at flagrant2pod underscore. Check out the website. See what I've been up to at www.dmurfspeaks.com. Hey, y'all. Hey, do your research. Enjoy the classics. It's all good. Just, you know, giving brothers or giving people their flowers and just showing love as we did from the, those albums from amongst each other. And uh, yeah, y'all, y'all already know how I close the show. Don't lose yourself with life problems. Stay strong and fight the good fight. It's a lot going on day in and day out. Man, it's a grind. Don't lose the vision. Fight the good fight. Oh.
MVP Murph, you did it again Setting trends like you winning the win Fighting a good fight, sick of the sins Connecting dots now with all the pins We just trying to be good men I adore my wife and I love my kids I never let them down, never let them frown Never let a clown take a crown, hit me cause I'm brown That's okay, I got the blood of a king Saw it in the dream, ain't all with the scene Try to turn us to fiends, we drowning the streams While we chasing that green It's all about the dollar bill, y'all And stop chasing that thrill, y'all These beliefs trying to kill y'all I'm just here trying to heal ya So listen as we work Dropping them gems now rocking with D-Murph Tuning in as we get it in So milling in Being better men We so adamant About the culture Sick that it's vultures We in the game now Watch how we coach ya Keep your guns in the holster Love is life and that's how we approach ya